0: Love talk radio
1: Hello, welcome to episode number 27 of Thyroid Nation Radio Live Talk Show and Podcast. I'm Dana Bowman, founder of thyroidnation.com, and I'm
0: Raina Kranz of Thyroid Trainer, and I'm filling in for the fabulous Tiffany Meladenich of gratefulgarden.biz.
1: And you said that perfectly, Tiffany Mladenich. Tiffany is at the yoga festival doing her thing. We wish she was here, but since she's not, hope she's doing great out there where she's at. I'm sure it's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Today, we are talking with the amazing Wendy Meyer. She's the founder and head writer of to 110. She's a functional diagnostic nutritionist and certified holistic health coach in Los Angeles. She attended the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in New York and has a degree in entrepreneurship from the University of Southern California. Wow, lots of schooling. She's certified certified in hair mineral analysis for the purpose of designing mineral power programs for clients to correct their metabolism and body chemistry with customized targeted nutrition therapy, which I think is really cool. She's currently seeking her master's in clinical nutrition and she hosts the weekly Live to 110 video podcast and the Modern Paleo Cooking Show on her website, Live to 110 YouTube channel. And she's also got a new book coming out. Check out the Modern Paleo Survival Guide. We'll ask her when it hits the market soon. And she's a dynamic and diverse public speaker and radio personality. So we will be talking with her in just a minute.
0: And we are excited to talk to her. But first, let's go over a few things. If you tuned in last week, we hope you did, you might have heard us chatting with the amazing thyroid advocate uh, Katie Cleary of Autoimmune Mom. She had some really interesting ideas, and if you missed it, would you please sure check it out on the archived page of Thyroid Nation Radio? And you can also see the lineup of wonderful, innovative guests we have scheduled on Thyroid Nation Radio, including guests from Dr. Jill, oh gosh, Car-
1: <laughs> Dana?
0: Carnahan. Have you- Carnahan, Carnahan. okay. Dr. Jill Carnahan, yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Gina Lee Nolan, Dr. Tom O'Brien, and our own Sharon Garrett, Autoimmune RN. And you can also listen to past shows, like with Dr. Holdoff, Mary Showman, Susie Cohen, Isabella Wentz, and Dr. Alan Christensen in the archive section. Okay, I think Wendy's with us, Deanna. So let's get thyroid nation thriving
1: let's do it let's bring her on let's see if we can grab her is she there
2: can you hear me i'm hear here it? i can hear you hi how are you doing
0: good
1: we are so good great to have you on
2: yeah thank you for having me
1: okay well i just want to uh just to say really quick you know Raina asked me earlier so do you know Wendy? And I said, well, kind of. We have met online, like uh, most all of the people uh, back in, I guess it was January, February, and you were so kind and gracious to, to come on the show. And I'm really excited about it because you have a different approach, or I guess different certification than, than most of the people we've talked to. So let's just get right into it. I want to know more about this hair and mineral analysis. I want to know how you got there and your background, what made you get into nutrition? Can you give us a little bit?
2: Yes, well, it started with my father. He was diagnosed with esophageal cancer. And I'd been studying nutrition for a little while prior to that. But obviously, this very traumatic event was a wake-up call. And he passed away about six months following his diagnosis. And it really it scared me to death. And I just thought, I, I'm not going to die like that. It was a very, like, painful... Agonizing death, and it got me asking some questions. You know, why is everyone so sick today? And why is modern medicine not helping people? It just seems to manage our chronic diseases. And uh, why is everyone on so many medications, etc.? 50% of people in the U.S. are on at least one medication, and 20% are on five or more. And I just had a lot of burning questions, so I started researching. And, I, uh, and then I started having my own health problems following the birth of my child. And I developed uh, hypothyroidism. I had uh, adrenal fatigue to the point where I had the hormone levels of a menopausal woman at 37. And that was a shocker. I had to find that out. And I just had a lot of other health problems. I developed anemia and numerous uh, nutri- nutrient deficiencies, etc., and I didn't feel good. I felt a, a lot of clients coming to me, they're women in their 30s and 40s, and they're exhausted, and they don't feel good. Their libido is gone. They just don't feel well mentally, et cetera. And I was that, that person. I was that woman at 37, and I didn't feel my best. And I didn't look my best. And so I luckily was researching, and I happened upon hair mineral analysis. And I thought that's interesting. I had uh, never really heard of it before. And I decided to just try it. I was kind of skeptical about it, but uh, I decided to try it. And, and I got a, a custom supplement program that's custom to my body chemistry and based upon my own nutrient deficiencies, mineral deficiencies, et cetera. And I learned that I had mercury toxicity and cadmium toxicity. And within about a month of starting the program, I was finally sleeping through the night and um, I just started feeling better and better and better. And I was, I was really amazed at uh, how, how much better I felt. And so I felt compelled to get certified in hair mineral analysis and to get the word out to other people that you can heal your body naturally. I mean, for me, I was able to heal my thyroid completely and get off my medication my hormones today are completely normal and my doctor wanted to put me on a hormone replacement therapy and I thought at 37, uh, I don't think so, I don't think I'm going to do that at 37 years old, um, but I was able to totally reverse all of my health conditions and today I enjoy robust health and I wake up every day and I feel fantastic. So that's what I try to communicate on my website on libto110.com that you absolutely can reverse your health issues by mineralizing your body and by detoxing heavy metals and chemicals from your body. And that's kind of my my main message that I am very passionate about.
1: Okay, this is what we call a flower field moment. Yes, Wendy, when, when, when the guest has said something, you know, that we need to just kind of sit and, and, and ingest and think about, and process. We just sit here in our flower field moment, and, and sometimes there's just no one talking, but it's just us thinking, because that is really what you just said was just, I mean, so much. You, you healed yourself. You did a hair mineral analysis. You started taking supplements. Within a month, you started feeling better, and they wanted to put you on hormone replacement therapy, and instead, you did supplementation, and for you, it worked, and that's, that's huge. It's
2: amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It
1: makes me, makes me hopeful. makes me feel excited and makes me want to help you spread the word. yeah.
2: yeah, because I knew deep down that there had to be another way when my doctor wanted to put me on hormone replacement therapy, not only for my you know sex hormones that my adrenals weren't producing, she wanted to put me on testosterone and estrogen and and I had already read as a health coach that those uh, they caused cancer. They had to stop the studies because a lot of women were developing estrogen dependent cancers. um though it works for a lot of women. Um, to help them to feel better, to ameliorate their symptoms. But I thought, you know I have to there has to be a way for me to naturally heal my body. That can't be the answer that I need to go on hormone replacement therapy. And she also wanted to put me on thyroid hormone replacement therapy, and that I was more open to because it's very common. and I hadn't read any negative side effects of that. The, the people do have negative side effects, but not like cancer. And things like that, like with the hormone replacement therapy. So I did do that for about a year, but after I started my my hair mineral analysis program and mineral, you know, feeding my thyroid the minerals and nutrients that it needed to function and heal, I was able to get off of it, and I haven't needed it since.
0: I have a question. Um, hi, Wendy. This is Raina. Um, how would someone who has thyroid dysfunction due to an autoimmune disease benefit from hair analysis?
2: Well, number one, um, my program is called Mineral Power that's based upon a hair mineral analysis. The, the concept of it is that we're not just focusing on the thyroid. You have to heal your entire body because uh, any, any kind of health issue like a thyroid issue, it's a systemic problem. It's not just a problem with the thyroid. It's a problem usually with the adrenals. It's a you know autoimmune issues. That's a problem with the immune system, et cetera. And many times people have infections in their thyroid that the immune system is attacking or their immune system and body is very, very nutrient deficient and the immune system doesn't have the nutrients it needs to function. And many times it can become overreactive especially when the body is overrun with infections like gut infections which is a predisposing factor to autoimmune disease leaky gut you know Dr. Uh, uh, Vajadani, who I've had on my podcast has said that you have to have leaky gut as a precursor to develop autoimmune disease any kind of autoimmune disease including Hashimoto's Um, but additionally uh, when the, the the body is overrun with heavy metals and chemicals, which everybody has without exception. The question is just to what degree? What amount of heavy metals and chemicals do you have in your body? And the CDC has established we have over 500 chemicals in our body, and we have dozens of heavy metals that are being dredged up by industry and unleashed into our air, food, and water. So when the immune system is overcommitted and, and weak because it has nutrient deficiencies, Uh, There's so many people, you know, 10% of the population have developed an autoimmune disease in part because their immune systems are uh, depleted nutritionally and just overrun, overworked uh, with having to deal with all these various chemicals and toxins in the body. Um, So with mineral power, we work to heal the body with nutrients. Our bodies need minerals to function. And many people focus on vitamins and antioxidants, et cetera. But minerals are really the most important part of nutrition that help our body to run. But unfortunately, our soils are so depleted today and people are not taking nearly enough minerals. Many people are taking multivitamins, et cetera, but they're not – minerals are very bulky, but they're not taking enough minerals and they're usually not taking the right forms uh, that are more absorbable. Um, so what I, I focus on with mineral power is, um, you know, looking at the whole body uh, systemically and uh, feeding the entire body and detoxing it. And in turn, the immune system calms down and stops attacking the thyroid or attacking any other parts of the body. Many people with autoimmune disease can have one, two, or three autoimmune conditions. And so um, I've had many, many clients completely reverse their Hashimoto's. Um, But, of course, it depends on how long they've had the condition. You know, if uh, you've lost a lot of thyroid tissue because you've had long-standing Hashimoto's, you know, it, it can be a lot harder to reverse or to stop that process because there's been so much damage. But if you've had a diagnosis of Hashimoto's in the last, you know, two, three years, something like that, you can completely reverse it. You absolutely can. Um, and I've done that with many, many, many clients. And, um, and it's just, it's just a, like I said, it's just a function of detoxing your body and, and healing your entire body.
0: And when you say reverse it, because I don't disagree with you there, I definitely think it can be reversed and yes. definitely put into a much calmer state. I just want to clarify things for, uh, for many of our autoimmune listeners especially me, uh, that I have Hashimoto's and I've been into it about, well, officially diagnosed three years. Um, getting off the thyroid hormone replacement isn't what you're speaking of when you're talking about working with autoimmune patients who are on thyroid hormone. We're talking about healing the autoimmune aspect of it.
2: Yes, For well, I a- never... Yeah, I never advise anyone to get off their medication because it you can eventually, but when you are first like working on healing a thyroid condition, you know it takes two three years. It doesn't. This does not happen overnight. Um, so I don't want anyone to get off their thyroid medication until they're ready. And not everyone can get off their thyroid medication. If you've had a lot of damage, if you've lost a lot, lot of thyroid tissue, you may not be able to get off your thyroid medication. And so it, everyone is individual. I was able to get off of mine, um, but not. that's not the case for everybody. But I, I don't believe like what many doctors do that across the board, that if you have a thyroid issue, you have to take thyroid medication for life. That I, I absolutely do not believe because I've known of hundreds of people who have gotten off their thyroid medication doing mineral power or a similar type program using hair mineral analysis that heals your body. There's several different programs that uh, employ the same kind of methods. Um, but again, every case is different. And um, because it takes so long to heal the thyroid, it's not something where you're going to have to take thyroid medication until you get to the point where your thyroid can begin producing more thyroid hormone. Thyroid hormones on the phone.
1: Okay. okay. Do you mind Thank me asking, you. Wendy? Um, yeah. Do you mind me asking what, what medication you were on when you had to take it?
2: Yes. I took Nature Throid. Um, I wanted to take a, a, a natural thyroid hormone, um, but, but that worked for me. I know for some people, synthetics uh, do work for them. Um, but for me, I chose Nature Throid, which is a, a more natural thyroid hormone.
1: And that's actually what I take. So I was just kind of curious. And and what you said earlier is absolutely true. We say it all the time on the show. No two people are the same. No two methods of healing will be the same, but it is possible is what you're saying. So, so it's very interesting, intriguing. And um, it's something to look at for those of you that live in the States or even close by to where she's at. I think that would be uh, really cool for you to hook up with Miss Wendy Myers. I uh, I, I, think I'm gonna try it someday soon. She's, she's invited me to help out a little bit. So I think I'm gonna do that myself. So, okay. Let me, let me ask you another question really quick. What does a hair mineral analysis reveal about the metabolic rate and thyroid function? What does it reveal?
2: Well, the the hair mineral analysis is really really interesting because, you know, it shows all your mineral levels. And when it comes to the thyroid, the one of the most important mineral levels is your calcium level and your potassium level. Because these two uh minerals regulate cell permeability or cell osmosis or the ability of your thyroid hormones to get into your cells and so this is where a lot of listeners out there they're taking thyroid medication and they still don't have relief or enough relief of their thyroid symptoms and this is where um balancing your minerals uh, comes you know it's really really important in having a healthy thyroid. Because if you have really high calcium levels in your tissues, and a hair mineral analysis Mm. reveals the the levels of minerals in your tissues, not in your blood. So if you have really high calcium levels, that is going to prevent thyroid hormones from getting into your cells. So it doesn't matter if you're supplementing. It doesn't matter if your thyroid uh, blood tests are normal. It only matters what... Thyroid hormones are getting into your cells to activate your metabolism, and when many many women, because I do hundreds of hormone analysis tests, um, because they have adrenal fatigue, this creates a condition where calcium levels build up in their tissues, and this calcium blocks uh, receptors on the cell membranes, and will block the ability of uh, you know not all but uh, part of your thyroid hormones getting into your cells. And so this is the explanation for why a lot of women take hormones or have normal thyroid tests, but they still suffer thyroid symptoms like brain fog and memory issues and depression, weight gain um, and uh, you know all the other symptoms like cold hands and feet, et cetera et cetera. And so this is, I know a lot of women are perplexed as to why they don't feel good when they're taking this medication. And that's the reason. And by simply balancing your minerals and lowering your calcium levels and increasing your potassium level, that can make a huge, huge difference in in how women feel.
1: And not just- I have a question. okay. Sorry, go on. No,
0: go ahead. I was gonna ask, how long does it take for the mineral deficiencies to actually show up in the blood versus in the hair?
2: Well, in the blood, it can take years. And so this is why you absolutely, I I just think mineral uh, testing of the blood is almost worthless. Of course, because most doctors are just doing the serum level of minerals, which is totally worthless. Because by the time you have mineral deficiencies in your blood, you are in serious, serious trouble with your health. You do not want to wait until your blood levels of uh, minerals are are low. Because the blood is homeostatic, the blood has to be kept at a very, very narrow margin of error. So it will steal from the body's tissues, mainly the bones, to keep the calcium and sodium potassium levels at the, the very, very narrow margin of error. So don't want to wait for that to be problematic. The RBC, the red blood cell levels of minerals, far more accurate. But still, um, we want to be looking at the tissue levels, because that's what your body is using. That's a very, uh, a much more accurate indication of what's going on in your body. And you can head off health conditions years before you manifest symptoms by looking at the mineral levels in your tissues and correcting them before you manifest symptoms and before you develop health issues and symptoms and disease. Um, so, and that's why we want to look at the, the tissue levels in the hair mineral analysis, not the blood.
0: Okay, so that's what you're testing. You're testing the tissue levels in the hair itself, in the hair follicle?
2: Yes, the, the mineral levels in the hair are very, very closely correlated to the, the mineral levels in your tissues.
0: Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And you're, you're speaking of the organs of the body, or the cells
2: or yeah just anywhere in your tissues your muscle tissue your tendons okay your organs okay. etc your brain everywhere
0: gotcha I'm writing this all down that's why I'm
2: asking yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm one of
0: those I, heard, I did the same thing
1: She's one of those where she takes notes and I did the same thing in the beginning I said uh, we were I was like the first or second show Wendy I have to tell you really quickly and I said something to Tiffany, like, are you writing this down? And she said, you know what's so great, Dana? This show's going to be archived, and you can go back and listen to it as many times as you want.
2: Yeah. Like,
1: oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, um, okay, so tell me a little bit about, I, I don't know if this is off topic or not, but to what degree was your adrenal fatigue, and, and, and what, what besides, you know, just the, the mineral analysis did you have to do to, to correct it, to make it, you know, better and, and whatever Cause, because i suffer with the brain fatigue and i'm still in the middle of healing and i just i just kind of wanted to know
2: yeah well i you know when i was 37 you know like i said i had i had just not been feeling well for a while i was just exhausted and i was having really bad brain fog and i was i had just had a baby about a, a year prior and i uh, i was not able to lose weight like i could in the past and I knew something was wrong. I didn't know what exactly, um, but I, I went to my doctor and I just figure out what's wrong with me. Just do whatever tests you have to do. And she did about four thousand dollars of the testing. And like I said, she came back and told me that I had the hormone levels of a menopausal woman, and I had a cortisol level of uh, 21, which is stage three adrenal fatigue. And um, I was I was just shocked because I'd always enjoyed really good health. Um, like a lot of clients coming to me, they I ate a fantastic diet, amazing diet, all organic, freshly, uh, you know, fresh from the farmer's market, and I made all my own food, and I had always slept eight hours a night. I had always exercised a moderate amount. I always I, I took tons of supplements. I really took care of myself. And a lot of my clients coming to me are the same way, and they're wondering, Why don't I feel good? You know, and they hit their 30s and 40s, and they just they have my same problems. They're tired. They're having trouble losing weight. They have brain fog, etc. And it's because of, you know, just there's so many stressors in our environment. Uh, People aren't sleeping enough, but a lot of people aren't factoring in the the issue that heavy metals and chemicals in our body absolutely promote adrenal fatigue. And when we have heavy metals and chemicals in our body, our adrenal glands and our thyroid will kind of rev up trying to increase your metabolism to try to push these metals and toxins out of your body. It's kind of a futile effort that they're trying to accomplish. And, uh, and so over time, this contributes to adrenal fatigue, and it's something people aren't really factoring in uh, to their health regime. And that's one of my main messages uh, when I'm going on podcasts or writing on my website on live 110com is that I, people have to have a lifelong daily detox strategy. So for me, in addition to doing a hair mineral analysis and mineral balancing, et cetera, I started detoxing. I started using an infrared sauna. Um, particularly, I started with a far infrared sauna, but I, I now use a near infrared sauna. Both are great um, because they are one of the best ways to detox your body of heavy metals and chemicals. Um, but additionally, like I, like I said, I also had hypothyroidism. Um, I wasn't—I had a TSH of like three, so it was subclinical, um, but it was still significant enough to where I was having a lot of symptoms and having trouble losing weight and memory issues and brain fog, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But I still did the same thing. I did the detox and, you know, it took me about three years uh, to heal my thyroid completely and to heal my adrenal glands.
1: Talk to me a little bit about the infrared saunas. um, I'm so interested in that. Of course, I can't imagine that they have any here in Costa Rica, but for the listeners out there, can you tell us a little bit more about the infrared saunas and and how people could find them? I mean, is it, is it a wellness center that you would go to? Are they easy to find? I you know don't live
2: there, so don't have any idea. Oh, I'm sure in Costa Rica they have them. They are um, you think? Oh yeah, absolutely, because they have a lot of spas there. They have a lot of natural healing spas, et cetera, because they, they're at spas they're at like I have one nearby this acupuncture clinic that I go to, and they're, they're at a lot of spas. You can just go on spafinder.com and type in infrared sauna, and it'll ask for your zip code, and you'll be able to find one near you. That's what I did. Um, There was a Pilates place that I used to go to that had a sauna because the owner had breast cancer, and so she was using her sauna for that purpose and sharing it with her clientele. Um, But they're very, very easy to find. Um, There's even a lot of, of franchise chains of infrared sauna places popping up where they'll have 10 saunas with little rooms and their own individual showers um one near me is called the sweat shop <laughs> and you can just oh go there, great
1: i love buy, it
2: yeah you can go in there and buy a membership and go sweat um so i did that for about a year when i first started my program before uh, and i did it like twice a week before i finally broke down and just bought my own sauna um, but i i got a near infrared sauna um because uh, and I'll, I'll explain all the differences of saunas the most common sauna people know of is just the traditional sauna that's at their gym. The real hot sauna is hot and dry. And it's called a, a Swedish or Finnish sauna. And that's better than nothing, but it's not going to have the deep detox effects like a far or infrared sauna. The Finnish sauna will you know, penetrate about one to two millimeters um, through your skin. So that's not really giving you a real intense detox. The next best thing is the far infrared sauna and this is what most people think of when they think of a sauna you know it's wooden and they've got the uh the black carbon you know kind of fabric panels you know surrounding the entire sauna and, and but they're pretty hot you know you really have to get up to about you know 145 plus degrees to sweat um, and they the rays penetrate about one to two inches And the reason we we want to use infrared rays is because it penetrates inside your tissues. So it heats you up from the inside out. And that's very, very important because that's what's going to give you that deep detox and really help your cells to release the toxins they have inside them. And a lot of people have uh, various issues preventing them from detoxing. So the infrared sauna really, really helps to assist the body to mobilize these toxins so you can just sweat them out of your skin. And, of course, you want to shower off right away or the toxins will reabsorb. Um, But the the next uh, best thing is a near-infrared sauna. This is something that many people have not heard of, and they just use light bulbs. (laughs) They just use these red light bulbs that are $10 at Home Depot. And in my sauna, I have about four of these infrared bulbs. And at Home Depot, they're called heat lamps. So you need... 250-watt heat lamps And Philips makes them and other, you know, major light bulb manufacturers. And you just have about four of those, and you just sit in front of them. You know, I do about 30 minutes on my front and then turn around like a little rotisserie chicken and do 30 minutes (laughs) on my back. Yeah, and then some people want to do their sides and just, you know, get their whole body. Um, But uh, Hmm. these penetrate about three to four inches. Some people have even said nine inches. Um, But you get a much deeper detox and they have a lot of other benefits. I mean, they're very inexpensive. Uh, They're portable. You don't have to have this huge, you know, thousands of dollar, you know, fancy uh, wooden sauna set up that's difficult to set up and difficult to move. And uh, they don't they don't emit uh, EMFs or very, very little EMF or electromagnetic fields. Some of the cheaper far infrared saunas from China or that you get at, you know, uh, membership clubs can admit an alarming amount of EMS. Um, and, you know, like I said, the, the near infrared saunas are, are much cheaper. I mean, if you're handy, you could set one up for $100 um, to, to start detoxing. And it's good to have one at home because, you know, you really need to use a sauna when you're first starting uh, for about, you know, five times a week for about two to three years. And we are so full of toxins that that's about how long it takes to clean out your body, um, because you know the body can only release so much at a time. You know the, the body can only handle detoxing so much of these carcinogenic metals at a time, so the body can only release a little bit at a time. So it just takes a little bit of investment uh, to clean out your body, but then following that period, that intensive detox period, you just only use it a couple times a week to detox the, the new chemicals that you're encountering in your environment every day.
1: Well, I'm I just, a quick I'm just dying. To, well, no, really quick, me. I'm just dying. You're gonna, you're gonna have to take a picture of your little um, sauna because I just think that's just the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I, I, I want to do it. So you're gonna have to send me a picture. I, I'm gonna have to see it. So do you have a space that you created in your house, a, a room, or is it just a box that you've set up with the lights? How do you do it? I, I'm, I'm interested.
2: Well, I actually had my handyman make one at first. <laughs> he just, he just took a bore and then he he put the four light bulbs in it and I used, I just had a dedicated shower in my house and he had, a, he uh-huh. put on a chain on it. So I hung it on my shower head and I just had created like a, a sheet tent. <laughs> it was really rigged up, <laughs> but it worked great. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I yeah, love and, it. I just had a, and I just had it kind of taped up so that, you know, the key was a uh, sauna, you have to sweat. So I had to kind of tape it off so that the, um, so that no heat escapes. And I had a little space right. heater, just a little $20 space heater to add additional heat to it. And it worked great. But now um, I have partnered with um, Sauna Space. And they have really nice um, tents, like these canvas tents um, that you, uh, and a little contraption that you, uh, you know, like a little frame that you put your, you know, you can get a three or four bulb sauna. And so that's what I use now, and I have a little you know, space in my house where I have my, my sauna space sauna. And I have it on my website on lib 110com um, But that's what I prefer because they're, they're really beautifully made saunas, and uh, they're made in a factory. They're all, like, machine-made. The one I made was just kind of a, a makeshift thing, but it works just fine. Right. Uh, they, all right. The same, they all use the same light bulbs. But, but that option is there to, to have a very inexpensive way and safe way to detox your body.
1: I think that is so incredible. Thank you so much for sharing. I still want a picture, so you're going to have to send it to me. I swear I won't show anybody.
2: <laughs> no, 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 I will.
1: <laughs> okay, go ahead, Raina. Well, you had a question. I'm sorry. Go
0: ahead. I think I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I was Let's going see. along with the detox thing, and I'm listening, and all kinds of questions are popping in my head, and then they were gone. But I was wondering. You, between the detox and the, the mineral uh, program, how long does it take for the changes to actually happen that you could see within the hair itself? Like how, how often do you do uh, the mineral testing?
2: Well, I do personally, I do it every three months um, because when we're doing a hair mineral analysis, you cut about an inch of hair from your scalp and that will give us about a three-month average of your mineral and metal levels in your body at that time. So it's an, an average of the last three months of what's coming out of your hair, being excreted into your hair. So I do it From every the, three the, months. Yeah. I do it every ex- three months. I'll go ahead. No, that try. makes
0: sense. That was the time frame I was I was looking at because a lot of people in the thyroid community are asking, you know, once you start taking supplements or minerals and yada yada yada, how long? How long does it take before you, besides notice a difference physically, yes.
2: emotionally, um,
0: how long before it makes an actual change within inside the body?
2: So yes, well, um, so I everyone is different. Everybody is different. Some people start like I did, start feeling better within about a month. And that was simply a function of my sleeping. Um, I had woken up in the middle of the night for years. I mean, literally two or three years. And I mean, I saw every movie on Netflix. I was like a film expert, you know, because I just, I just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like literally I'm like a walking encyclopedia film because I would be up like one, two, even three hours sometimes. And it's because I was mental deficient. And so for me, just taking calcium, magnesium, just knocked me out it it just made such a huge difference so for me um, I felt amazing after about a month for other people not so spectacular or it's uh, very very subtle and some people they start detoxing right away and they don't feel good you know
0: no right they feel worse
2: they feel worse and
0: That's an interesting thing to bring up because I think that also happens. This is a compliance thing when you start something like a detox or changing your eating habits or doing something different. A lot of people do feel worse and they get this impression that, oh, this isn't for me, and they don't understand that their body body is actually going, going through this process where it becomes more toxic before it becomes more cleansed. And so that's an interesting thing that you brought up. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that process.
2: Yeah, and and here's the thing, you know, if you want to get healthy and have these noxious chemicals come out of your body, you have to walk through the fire, okay? There is no free lunch, okay? Absolutely, thank you. Yes, they have spent 20, 30, 40, 50 years accumulating these chemicals and there's a price you have to pay to get better. You're not going to just have this, uh, like, upward trajectory of feeling amazing and, you know, more and more amazing. Um, and it's, you. I mean, you do on Mineral Power, you um, over time start feeling better and better and better, but it's a little bit of a roller coaster. And uh, when you're doing any kind of detox program, there is going to be fatigue involved because it takes energy to heal and detox your body. It just does. And so many women don't have that much energy; they're already fatigued. Um, but part of uh, part of Mineral Power in taking the minerals is that it slowly and incrementally gives your body more and more energy, and it gives your body the building blocks that it needs to heal. And in giving, and I give clients very specific minerals and nutrients that their adrenal and thyroid need to heal and function. That many people are depleted in because these are the two glands that make your body's energy. So a focal point of the program is feeding and nourishing those glands so they can increase your energy level, and then you use that energy to heal and detox. So a lot of people will kind of get a surge of energy and like, oh, I felt great this day, today, and then the next couple of days they, they won't feel well, they, they'll be fatigued because their body is using that energy to excrete a chemical or a metal, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, and I do have a lot of clients that quit sometimes because, uh, you know, they're not feeling well, they, they feel worse, et cetera. But I really try to communicate the message to people that, you know, so many people have this, um, been kind of brainwashed by modern medicine that they're supposed to take a pill and boom, feel better when it comes to natural healing, when it comes to natural healing, you know, I'm giving clients physio- the physiological doses that their bodies need. So, it's very, very subtle changes. We're not doing pharmacological doses like 50,000 IU of vitamin D or vitamin C or trying to force the body to, uh, to a certain action. We're only giving the body exactly what the person needs specifically as an individual based on their body chemistry to heal, And so these changes can be very, very subtle, or, you know, a lot of times people take supplements, they're like, oh, I I don't really feel anything. And you're not supposed to. I mean, most supplements people take, they are, of course, they're nourishing and feeding your body. Of course, you're giving your body something that it needs, but you're not always going to have this spectacular change or or feeling better uh, immediately because you kind of have to feel worse uh, to a certain degree before you get better. And um, I think that's uh, I think very important for people to heal, uh, or to hear, uh, it, it, because you, uh, it, it takes years to mineralize the body. It can take one year to tank up, so to speak, on one mineral. And then not only do you have to do that, you have to balance the minerals. Because in people's minerals, like the calcium magnesium is imbalanced, the calcium to potassium is balanced, and, and other important ratios on the hair mineral analysis. <clears throat> when those are balanced, that's when people enjoy a uh, robust health and they feel really, really good. And th- these things take time because, you know, women have, or, you know, all the listeners, men and women on your show, um, have, like I said, spent many decades accumulating toxins and eating uh, nutrient-deficient diets. Even if they eat a perfect, organic, healthy diet, the soils are deficient in minerals. So uh, there, so everyone today is mineral deficient to a degree. I've only tested two people that had perfect hair mineral analyses, and they've been working really hard on their health for 10 years. And wow. um, so, so I just drive the, the point home that everyone's mineral deficient and it takes time to reverse these problems.
0: Yeah, I think that was okay, just in. a real important thing. That was important.
1: Yeah, and and I want to know a little bit about when you when you did your testing for you or just for other people when you when you test. You know, I know you mentioned that your um, it, it said that your testing was you know you were like premenopausal at 37 and your sex hormones your were very uh, depleted. Can you tell yeah. me a little bit about what the process was when you when you healed that when you raised all of your levels? Uh, did you use a specific you know protocol or? Because I know you don't, uh, you weren't doing the hormone replacement because that's not something that you, that you prefer. So can you talk a little bit
2: about that? Yes. Well, I basically did a, a complete mineral power program. You know, I did the hair mineral analysis to determine the nutrient deficiencies that I had and to determine what minerals and the level of minerals I needed. Um, then I had to add the detox component, um, doing the infrared saunas. Um, I also do coffee enemas, and I do um uh-huh. add, yeah, right. are fun to talk. those are fun to talk about. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm, but I, uh, mm-hmm. I do advocate the use uh, of those for, for those uh, for whom it works. It doesn't work for everyone. doesn't work if you have a caffeine sensitivity. Um, but I also had to make lifestyle changes. And a big part of Mineral Power is teaching people how to sleep. And, um, by, and so I made a point my priority was eight hours of sleep a night at least and going to bed at 10 p.m. on the dot every night. And so that takes a lot of discipline. It's, it's, that's hard. Probably the hardest part of the program. <laughs> getting right? People I, don't have,
0: I, I don't <laughs> have a problem with that.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but a lot of people, you know, they want to stay up, and it's boring going to sleep early and whatnot. Um, but I, So I had to sleep, and I also reduced my exercise, um, which was yeah. hard for me because I, I was overweight, uh, You know more, you know, weighed more than I would have liked. Um, when I got my diagnosis of adrenal fatigue and hypothyroidism, um, but I knew that doing intense exercise is depleting to the adrenals. That rush you feel when you're doing intense exercise is adrenaline. Um, so if you're constantly taxing your adrenals, and they're not going to be able to heal, you know, you you have to stop doing the things that tax your adrenal glands if you ever want to make your sex hormones again. If you want to get your libido back, and if you want your thyroid to work again, because when your adrenals are taxed, your thyroid kind of has to take over and produce the body's energy, and then it, it gets tired. Um, so it, it was a multifactorial process of diet. I also I stopped eating sugar. I stopped eating gluten. I reduced my dairy because I have a dairy and gluten sensitivity. So very important in healing the thyroid and adrenals is. Uh, getting rid of the, things, the foods that you're sensitive to. And I do food sensitivity testing to help people determine what their particular issues are. Um, so it was a diet, it was a supplement, proper supplementation, targeted custom nutrient therapy for my, my body chemistry. Um, it was detoxification and lifestyle changes. So it's a tall order, but it can be done if, if someone is motivated enough because these are, these are the reasons that we have so many adrenal and thyroid issues is because people are doing, you know, everything, really pretty much everything to destroy their adrenal and thyroid function. You know, they're, they're eating horrible diets and they're drinking alcohol, and that glass of wine to go to relax every night, and they're, you know, their bodies are full of toxins and chemicals, which unavoidable in our environment today and they're not sleeping enough, and they're going, 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 they have this huge to-do list, they're taking on way too much stuff, um, I think, you know, you people have to learn to say no, you know, when they're trying to heal their body, they have to make, they have to uh, choose their battles, they have to make their priorities, and just say no to taking on too much stuff, um, and you have to, like I said, take the right supplements, and, you know, uh, it's just, just goes without saying it's very, very easy to destroy your adrenals and thyroid in our fast-paced toxic environment.
0: I would like to touch base a little bit on your approach to the paleo diet. Um, I like your approach. I like this idea of the modern paleo. I was reading up on it this afternoon before this um, interview, and I'm actually one of the proponents against paleo <laughs> yes, and uh-huh. i feel it i feel it's very very restrictive i happen to be Ooh, a Ooh. no That's i have new. no problem Watch with out. Well, no not, i could put I my teasing i absolutely my, agree with you my background is nutrition and i've been a personal trainer for 30 years so i i understand how the body works how it needs to be fed in order for it to work properly so when I look at these diets and I see what people are eating, and I know I take into account the thyroid disease and all of the sensitivities and everything, I find it that people are are following the Pied Piper here rather than really paying attention to themselves as an individual. So I wanted to talk about this modern paleo thing because uh, I think this might be something I might be... Uh, interested in learning a little bit more about and the approach behind it I, I like the uh, philosophy if you could speak about that would that would be great
2: yeah and my whole thing is individuality you know there is no one diet for everyone and the whole paleo thing and low-carb thing it drives me nuts too because oh, it's oh, <laughs> it works for some that works for some people it doesn't work for me um, but it it, that for me. does work it does work for some people. It definitely can work on a temporary basis to do low-carb and maybe lose yeah. 10 pounds, what have you. Um, and some people are extremely carbohydrate sensitive, so that works for them. Um, but for modern paleo is all about you know using paleo just as a template, as a base, and then finding out what foods work for you and assessing out your food sensitivities. Because there's a lot of foods on the paleo diet that are not allowed like potatoes, uh, grains, um, uh, legumes, and dairy. But there's a lot of people that have adapted to those foods. They're able to digest them. And it doesn't really make any sense to exclude foods that are very nutritious. I mean, potatoes are incredibly nutritious. Dairy is very nutritious. So it, it doesn't make any sense to me to exclude those foods if they work for you. And everyone is so different. We have such a different genetic makeup, uh, different you know, nationalities and heritages. And we have a different, so, such different microbiomes and health conditions that what I talk about in my upcoming book, if I could ever finish it, is, <laughs> is finding out what foods work for you so that you can expand your diet beyond just that basic paleo template.
0: No, I, I, I agree with that, especially if you do want to put exercise back into your healing regime, you know, once you've calmed everything down. And I agree with that approach as well, as, especially with the adrenal fatigue and getting in the healing process. The, the exercise needs to be completely eliminated, and, and I support that 150,000%. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and I think people, they can still do walking, you know, because I I still like when clients get, like, their circulation going a little bit, like some walking or yoga or light weights, Pilates, but nothing strenuous that's going to, like, raise your heart rate too much. Because then that's going to get people, uh, you know, that's when they start taxing their adrenals. But for some people, they can't exercise. You know, again, it's an individual thing, and people think people have to listen to their bodies. If they're exhausted, don't exercise. You know, listen to Absolutely. your body. That seems
1: easy. It seems easy, right? That seems like an easy thing, but people don't do that. They yeah, no, exercise don't. is it's good just... for me. Yeah, Well,
0: exactly. there's, a guilt. There's, there's a guilt thing that goes on because what happens is, and I, I know this, I've been dealing with this in my business for a long time, is they look in the mirror and they see this person who's overweight, and they feel that actually sitting around and doing nothing is actually defeating what their goals are. So what happens is, is they actually see the adrenal fatigue and uh, the thyroid dysfunction by going out and actually exercising too much. It's it's our American lifestyle. It's what we're taught. We're not supposed to sit around and be lazy. And there's this guilt factor that's involved with that,
2: you know, rather than accept are, the accepting. Yeah. And I, I think people, they really push themselves, you know, especially in the U S where, like you said, we're so conditioned to just go, 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 push, push, push. Especially women when they're they're working and they're, they have a husband, they have children, and you know they want to look good for their husband, et cetera. And there's these programs. These women just drive themselves into the ground um, trying to fit into this, this mold of beauty that we have in the United States. But what I think a lot of women are doing is yeah, they might do low carb and do their workouts five days a week, et cetera. Um, but they're kind of taking one step forward, looks-wise, and two steps forward, two steps back in their health. And eventually, women find that they drive themselves into adrenal fatigue and low thyroid function because they they can't sustain it forever. And so, what I encourage women to do, what I did, I just remained you know, 30 pounds overweight for you know about three years and I just did walking a couple times a week and I did some Pilates a couple you know once twice a week just to maintain my muscle tone and like I said get that circulation going and um, and there was a bit of period where I only did walking twice a week it was just really minimal Uh, but in in doing that and just kind of accepting my body for where I was even though I did not like what I saw in the mirror. I used to model and I was 120 pounds at 5'10". You know, I did not like being 165 pounds. You know, I was actually, you know, much, much, um, you know, bigger than I used to be, but I just accepted it. And I made my health the priority and I was able to heal my health. And now I'm able to go crazy and work out and do whatever I want because I have the energy and I have the, the energy reserves. And um, my thyroid works and my hormones are normal. So I feel up to working out every day. And so what Let I, me ask again, you, I just, I want to, yeah, yeah, go ahead.
0: I'm sorry. I wanted to ask you, and I'm curious because I've been listening to you talk. Were you ever diagnosed with an autoimmune disease? Were you diagnosed with Hashimoto's or was it just thyroid dysfunction from the adrenal fatigue?
2: No, I never had Hashimoto's or any autoimmune issues. Um, I just had hypothyroidism.
0: Okay, and I'm I'm on your website, and I'm I'm curious because we also have a lot of people on our pages with um, thyroid disease that also have Lyme disease. So I see that you do that as well.
2: Yes, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. Whenever I have a client coming to me and they they've had chronic fatigue for a long time, or they're having neurological issues uh, like dizziness or. Um, um, you know, are they just uh, just uh, any kind of like neurological symptoms, like maybe shaking and um, just, you know, pain issues or stiff neck. Or, you know, there's about 300 symptoms of Lyme. Um, but, uh, but I always encourage people to do Lyme testing because it's, it's fairly common, especially if you have a chronic health condition and have been suffering fatigue, fatigue for a long time. And it goes uh, misdiagnosed and undiagnosed in far too many people and um, it's just it's sad because eventually the Lyme can uh, really do a lot of damage and uh, yeah. damage. yeah you know, so it's um it's one thing i always encourage clients to do just to rule it out
0: yeah because that's i haven't experienced this but i there's a lot of people on my page with a combination of Lyme disease and, and a lot of other things and it, they, they finding it very very difficult to Determine the differences between which symptom belongs to what and so on and so forth. So, yeah. when someone comes to you, I mean, I'm sure they fill out an extensive form of questions in order for you to determine which way to go. Is that correct? Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, it's massive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's big. yeah, it's a questionnaire, but, you know, so I can set all their it's mental toxicities like, and symptoms, et cetera.
1: <laughs> it's like homework, yeah. right?
2: Yes, yeah, they weren't work, work cut off for them, but whenever anyone comes to me, I automatically assume everyone has some type of infection, everyone has parasites, most people today have some sort of gut infection or gut dysbiosis, um, so I can look at people's symptoms and, uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, know what direction to go in for testing. Um, But I don't even have to test people for parasites, everyone has those. I always encourage people to do a parasite cleanse at least once a year, Um, but based on further testing, I know what other direction to go to as far as developing, you know, individual treatment protocols to uh, rid people of infections, but also just doing an infrared sauna. uh, That will knock out a lot of infections as well because any kind of parasites, mold, yeast, candida, fungus, viruses, bacteria are... Are fairly intolerant of heat while our, our, our body cells can tolerate it. Um, but when you go in the infrared sauna, it raises your body temperature about two to three degrees. And doing that consistently, you kill off a lot of this garbage you have in your body. And so that's why it's a very important part of mineral power.
0: I have a question about that. That's very interesting. I'm sorry, Dan. I know you were going somewhere, but <laughs> two to three degrees. No, I, I, want to, I want to ask this question. This is really cool. Okay. So with hypothyroid, we tend to have lower body temperature. Exactly. So lower, okay, so am I going in the right direction here? Lower body temperature leads itself to be able to maybe be more susceptible to parasites and infections and so on and so forth rather than someone who's got a higher body temperature, a higher metabolism. So how, what's the difference between the infrared sauna and someone who exercises on a regular basis and sweats? What is the comparison of the two? Are they the same? Are they different? No, and I
2: get that question a lot. This is not just about sweating, okay? Because our bodies do detox on their own um, for most people, and so sweating is a way for the body to release some toxins, but it's not the same as the, the deep penetrating infrared rays that heat your body up from the inside out. And this just creates a condition in the body where the cells are able to release their toxic contents and mobilize far, far more toxins than if you're just sweating from exercise. And so this is why a lot of people, you know, they work out you know, their whole lives, and but they're still very, very toxic because the, the rate that we're accumulating toxins is too much for our bodies to handle on their own because these 80,000 chemicals that are unleashed in our environment right now, and there's thousands more being added every year. Zero testing on humans for safety, and um, our bodies don't, and our livers don't recognize a lot of these toxins. So they're they're building up in our systems faster than we can excrete them, and that's why we have to do detox protocols to assist our body to get rid of them. So exercise, you know, sweating with exercise is not going to cut it.
0: Okay, I was just, okay I have, it was a body temperature question, that's all.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. um, okay, yeah. I have
1: two things, not related, but I I wanted to throw them in, and somehow, they, I don't know, that didn't happen. So I wanted to just mention one of the things about exercise, and it really is such a big topic, it's such a big deal, because like Raina said, you know, you have the guilt and, and all of that, and you look in the mirror, and, and you even said, you know, you mm-hmm. just decided that, that it was, it was more important to heal your body than to be exercising and you kept the extra weight on for a couple of years, right? Because you mm-hmm. realized you listened to your body and it's such a big deal. Like I really, I have so many friends and I don't even want to bring up the topic because I know that that'll just cause a debate, but exercise really, you know, it can be harmful and, and people feel like, come on, it's exercise, it's good for you and that's just it. That's the one sentence, you know, exercise is good for you and it is. But you really have to listen to your body, and people just don't get that. So I really kind of want to, like, I don't know, t- I want to scream that from the rooftops as well.
2: You I'll scream it with it's you. I'm,
1: yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it's uh, it's really important. Uh, I lost I lost like five pounds when I stopped teaching Zumba almost a year ago, and I wasn't doing anything, and I didn't mean to, and I wasn't trying to, and I'm not going to complain about it. I just couldn't figure it out. I mean, right away it was like I was like, oh, my body needed that right so now i do like light exercising i do light. i do yoga and i just listen to my body i don't stop any exercise completely like you said you still walk you can't be sedentary sitting you know the sitting disease everybody's talking about sitting in a chair is you know worse for you than so many things now right so you got to get up you got to move but when you think exercise you think running and and aerobics and all that kind of stuff and and it's not necessarily that and I, i feel like People need to know exercise is good for you, but you got to listen to your body, right?
2: Exactly. I feel bad when I have clients coming to me and they're, you know, mother of three, and they're waking up at 4:30 to go to an exercise class before they go to work. It's like you need to sleep. Sleep. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <All> right. <laughs> yeah. Because by not getting enough sleep, you know, it raises your cortisol levels the next day, which puts belly fat, you know, around your midsection. And your blood sugar goes up the next day. So you end up eating more food and having higher blood sugar the next day, which promotes weight gain and insulin release. Insulin is the hormone that tells your body to store fat and not release fat from stored cells. Um, So it's kind of like this catch-22. People are, you know, they're trying, they're going to all this effort to lose weight and they're really um, preventing themselves from losing weight. But yeah, exercise does help you lose weight, but it's really—I mean—70, 80 percent diet, and so people really just focus on, you know, on their diet and getting rid of, you know, sugar and excess carbohydrates, and getting, you know, de- you know, determining their food sensitivities because those really promote inflammation and weight gain like nothing else um i had one client quit gluten and she lost 20 pounds in one month um you yep. know she was eating it like three times a day <laughs> but uh right. but she had just amazing results so if you really kind of have to change your focus i talk a lot about weight loss on my side as well because it's a a big passion of mine um but it's 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 not always just you know eating less and exercising more it's not that simple
1: I mean, and you, and no, you use the word diet, and, and, I, and, I, and I know we have to use this word, but I don't consider it diet. I'm sure you, you know, nutritional plan, nutritional eating, because when you say diet or a long time ago, people would say diet, and I would feel restricted in what I could eat, and it was like I was on this Adkins diet, or I was on this grapefruit diet, or, or I don't know, popcorn diet, or whatever they had, and now I really don't feel like I diet. I feel like I just eat healthy for my body, there's gotta be a better there's gotta be a better word, you guys. There's gotta be. Yeah,
0: lifestyle. 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 Exactly yes, it. Right? It's a lifestyle. And it's a balance. It's a balance of eighty five percent of what you intake should be appropriately for your goals, whatever they are. And health is your major goal. If you cheat 10 to 15% of the time and you get right back on it, you can lead a very healthy, balanced lifestyle. Exercise is the same way. You know, getting up at 4.30 in the morning to run to the gym and only getting five hours of sleep by the third day, you're going to be so pooped, you're <laughs> never going to lose any weight. It's not going to happen. One of the yeah. things that I tell my clients is this, is that you, you should schedule your exercise, On the days that you have the least amount of things to do so that you wake up and you've had enough sleep that you don't have so much on your plate that you're rushing exercise should be a leisure you should have enough time to get into the gym put your stuff down go to the bathroom put your music on your ears and walk around and and take your time if you want to you shouldn't be rushing in and rushing out with that's going to get your adrenal going too so you know, everything has got to be a mindset of balance. And when you look at your health as a whole picture, as as Wendy is going to look at it when she's when you come to her as your her patient, it's got to you've got to come at it as a whole. You can't just look at everything and compartmentalize everything into one several different boxes. You've got to address everything together as as it connects. and, that yeah, means- and I. Go that's, that's fine. It, that's when everything comes together.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I always encourage uh, people to not get so hard on themselves about their diet because Rome was not built in a day, and I certainly mm. did not, you know, snap my fingers and change my diet overnight. Absolutely. No, 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 no. No, I, what I encourage people to do is just take, you know, one aspect of their diet at a time, um, that's kind of like the 911. Like for me, when I first started, I decided I was drinking a Diet Coke at every meal. It was disgusting. And so I decided I'm going to cut out all sodas, all diet sodas and, and, and every carbonated drink. And that was the one thing I worked on. And then, the, you know, Ben Franklin said you can only make one massive change at a time. So I the next thing I worked on was getting rid of all fast food. Because sometimes I'd cheat and order a pizza or do something like that. This is you know, many, many years ago. Um, but uh, then I cut out all fast food and I made a commitment to that. And I didn't worry about anything else, you know, because you, you can't just, you can't change everything all at once. But with these small incremental changes, now today... I never thought that I'd be eating as well as I am today. And, and it doesn't feel like a sacrifice. You know, I just, uh, I love healthy eating. And it's, I'm not, uh, you know, just the, the way I've associated the way that I feel with healthy eating, just over time, I just kind of learned that I just, I don't want that piece of pizza. I don't want, I have no desire, um, to, I mean, I have, I like chocolate, but I have no desire to eat like other kind of sweets It just, it doesn't appeal to me because I just don't feel good after I eat it. And I just, I never thought that I would say that. I never thought that I could quit sugar. I mean, there was, I'd been addicted to sugar my entire life and I never thought I would see the day when I could go two months without having any sugar.
0: Yeah, but
2: I was able to do it with the the small incremental changes. And so then at one point I decided I was going to quit gluten and I committed to that. But, you know, every once in a while, I fall off the wagon, and I don't, I don't beat myself up about it. But it's just, it just, it takes time to make these changes, and you just have to keep trying and start with the things that, you know, in your diet, the components of your diet that you think you need to change first, and begin with that.
1: Okay, I wanna, I wanna jump back to something that we talked about really quick before we let you go, uh, Wendy. We, you mentioned coffee enemas, as we giggled for a minute, and I don't think we, ta- we talked about it, but I want you to talk about it because I think I've, I read one of your blog posts or your podcast or something where you talked about it, and it, it, it's a really big – it can be very beneficial, and, and it, it helps with um, the production of bile, and, and, and that's very it's very important. And so I want you to just kind of go back over that for, for everybody for listening, please.
2: You, know, you want to have a little coffee talk?
1: <laughs> I do want to have a little coffee
2: talk. Yeah, yeah. I, Dave Asprey had me on his podcast because he wanted to talk about coffee enemas. It was really, really funny. Ah, um, right. But I, yeah, because a lot of my clients actually use bulletproof coffee to do their coffee enemas. <laughs> they do. <laughs>
1: and,
2: yeah, well, why not use a mold and mycotoxin uh, coffee, mold and mycotoxin free coffee to, to do your coffee enemas? Right. Um, right. But coffee enemas are, are great because our livers are so toxic today. And the main uh, reason to do a coffee enema is to mechanically detox your liver. And how it works is the caffeine in the coffee and the palmitic acid, um, they really help to stimulate the liver and to dilate all those millions of capillaries and veins uh, so that the liver can dump its toxic content into into the intestines for elimination. And certainly a byproduct of coffee enemas is colon cleansing and, you know, eliminating everything out of your intestines, but that's not why we're doing it. You know, a water enema or hydrotherapy does not have the same effects. The purpose is to detox the liver because, you know, today 30% of Americans have fatty liver disease, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Um, everyone's livers are so toxic because our bodies don't recognize a lot of these chemicals that we have in our bodies that are in our environment. A lot of these chemicals were only invented in the last 100 years. Our bodies are not evolutionarily designed to recognize and detox and break down these chemicals. So it's very, very important to assist the liver to detox. And coffee enemas are a great way to do that. And infrared saunas are amazing too because you bypass the liver to detox and you excrete all this garbage out of your skin. So that in itself gives the liver a break. Um, but to really assist the body to detox, really helps to unclog and clear out that liver. It's kind of like your a clogged oil filter in a car. Um, you know, you've got you've got to change the oil filter, and so. Um, I love coffee enemas. I started doing them about five years ago and I I still do them about every other day. You know, I always encourage clients to just try them once a week and just kind of, you know, get a feel for it and kind of see if it works for them or not. And it doesn't work for everyone. Um, For some people that are sensitive to caffeine, coffee enemas probably not going to work for you. uh, other people just are not able to tolerate them for whatever reason. So, again, it's just about what works for you and finding the, the frequency level that works for you. But most of my clients, they, they feel like a million bucks after they do them. You, you just you feel um, you just like mental clarity. I have more mental clarity afterwards. I just feel kind of lighter and brighter. I, I just feel less toxic after I do them. And um, especially if I... I don't have nausea so much anymore, but in the past, when I was definitely having some intense detox, I'd feel nauseated or have a headache. Coffee enemas just took it right away. Uh, If you ever have anxiety, depression, pain, anything like that, the coffee enemas are a great natural way to relieve those issues. Um, But there's really so many benefits to coffee enemas, you know, that I I talk about on my website. I've got a couple of podcasts on coffee enemas and an article or two and and, and complete instructions on the website about how to do one. If people want more information, they can just search for coffee enemas. But I'm a big advocate of them because um, I think they were instrumental in my healing. And I know that they're instrumental in uh, so many of my clients' healing. And so I just can't, uh, I can't, you know, talk about them enough. I, I love them.
1: Can you can you tell really quick uh, what the difference is between drinking the coffee and the coffee enema? Because I know people are out there wondering.
2: Yeah, well, it's doing a, a coffee enema is definitely not as stimulating uh, with the caffeine as drinking the coffee. That's, drinking the coffee is definitely going to be, uh, you know, far more stimulating. But when you when you take the coffee rectally. Um, that specifically stimulates uh, the dilation of those capillaries in the liver, um, because when you're when you're holding the enema inside you, retaining it for about five to fifteen minutes, depending on how long you're able to, that dilates the portal vein, the portal venous system that goes from your liver to your intestines, and that stimulates the release of the toxins from your liver into your intestines for elimination. So that's not happening when you just drink it. Um, it's maybe just kind of an overall stimulation of your body, um, but just not doesn't have the same effect as, you know, when you're holding it in rectaline. Okay.
1: Perfect. Thank you. Yes. Very interesting. I'm thinking I'm just going to have to try out some of these things, the infrared, near-infrared sauna and... I'm not sure about the coffee it, but maybe yes people
2: yeah, I know a lot of people are like, yeah, I don't think so. Um, but I was kind of the same way, uh, especially the guys are like, yeah, that's not happening, lady. Um, but, uh, but I always encourage people just to try it you know once or twice and they may be very, very surprised uh, by how much better they feel and how much it relieves their symptoms that they're uh, you know not able to get rid of in other ways.
1: Right. And there's probably certain people that shouldn't try enemas. And, and I'm sure, you know, your doctor, your healthcare provider, functional medicine doctor, Wendy, someone could, could help you with that because there's probably some some issues with, you know, conditions and I don't know, heart disease or I don't know certain things. But but for some people and maybe me, it might be good. So I'm, I'm going to consider it. And also hair minera, mineral analysis. I think it's very interesting and very cool and what a neat way to be able to, to balance things. So do you provide a nutritional plan like uh, supplements that are specific to each person do you have specific supplements that you use that you recommend do you cater yes. do you tailor it to how does it work
2: yes well based on the hair mineral analysis I design a custom targeted nutrient therapy program for people so it's just based on their body chemistry and also based on their health conditions you know certainly with Hashimoto's and you know, there's certain supplements you need to avoid so it's you know, I factor in their health conditions and their own particular sensitivities to some supplements and food sensitivities, et cetera. So it's totally designed to the person individually. Um, I use uh, a lot of different high-end brands. I've been taking supplements a long time and studying them a long time. So I'm very, very picky about the brands that I use. So I use all different kinds of brands. Um, I use uh, okay. innate response, food-based ones. I use Seeking Health. Um, I'll use Pure Encapsulation, Thorn, um, just based on what I, I need for each client. Um, but I also am uh, releasing my own line of supplements. Um, the, my first one's called Liver Rehab. The brand is called Bio Rehab. And that will be out on Amazon in about two weeks. Um, and I'm going to be expanding really? the line. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, out- I didn't know yeah.
1: that. I would have mentioned that in the beginning. That's very interesting. And the book will be coming out When?
2: Um, I have to finish it because <laughs>
1: I'm, ah, I'm
0: being wow.
2: so, <laughs> so it's just taking a long time. I just have to decide one day. It's just done. So, hopefully soon, um, it's going to go to the editor, hopefully in a few months, we'll okay, and, you're, so some, and tell, me, <laughs>
1: tell me again the name of your supplements. I'm sorry, I missed it.
2: Yes, yeah, it's called Bio Rehab.
1: IO Rehab, and that will be on your website as well, right?
2: Yes, yes, absolutely.
1: Well, it has been absolutely a true pleasure talking to you today, Wendy. I'm so excited. I just love be- meeting people virtually and then getting to talk to them later. I think it's really cool. We'd love to have you back, especially way, you know, after your book's a bestseller. we we got to have <laughs> you back because I believe in um, everything in balance. So the Modern Paleo Survival Guide is what it's called, and it- as soon as she finishes it we'll let you know i'm thyroid nation as well and be sure to check out her website live to 110.com and you can also find her at mineralpower.com correct
2: yes absolutely
1: and she's on twitter and facebook and all that good stuff so you you got to check her out wendy absolutely thank you so much i appreciate yeah, it
2: thank you so much for having me
1: Okay, we'll talk soon, and don't worry, I'll be talking to you about my my own hair anal- hair mineral analysis. So, we'll be chatting soon.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, well for sure, I'm happy to do one for you, absolutely.
1: Okay, ma'am, thank you.
2: Okay, bye bye. Bye.
0: Thanks, Wendy.
1: How great was that? How interesting! Oh, I just all the different shows that we do. There's just so much information and. I just I love it the hair mineral analysis I think is just a really cool method one of the you know I think it's just a really, really cool way to, to look into your body you know I just I love it
0: I think it's definitely something that um, a lot of the thyroid patients should look into doing uh, especially if they're not feeling well and the blood levels are coming back with everything in normal range especially with the minerals and the vitamins I think that's really interesting
1: absolutely absolutely and she's just she's fabulous she's just so open and honest I just loved it that was great I just I feel very lucky to do the show because we get some really cool people on and you just never know how it's gonna end up and every single time, every single time it seems to be really wonderful so I I felt really lucky <laughs> are you laughing at me no I'm not Uh Uh-huh, you are. You are. Okay, guys. You get so excited. (laughs) I know. I just love it. It's it's so much fun. That's why I do the show, right? Okay, so I'll move along. We'll move along. Next week, we have a friend of mine on the show. Uh, It'll be August, uh, I guess that's August 30th. Her name is Shemaine Nugent. She's a healthy lifestyle ambassador at ShemaineNugentRocks.com, or actually at ShemaineNugent.rocks, which is kind of cool. She's the author of Four Minutes a Day, Rock and Roll Your Way to Happy, and A Wife to the Amazing and Always Controversial Rocker Ted Nugent. So ah, we have Shemaine absolutely. Nugent. Yes. yes, we have some Shemaine Nugent on the show. She actually had a, a you know, life-threatening scare with um, mold, so she'll be talking mm. to us about that. And um, yeah, very, very scary, and, and her way back to health, her journey back to health. So she'll be on the show next week.
0: Great, and as it's always, a
1: very big. What? I I am I teasing. I said, it's I've... you
0: now. It's you now. I know. <laughs> As always, a very big thank you to our listeners. We really want to hear about your thyroid thrivers journey at thyroidnation.com/thyroidthrivers/slash/submit-your-story. Whether you're healed or not, it's the journey that counts, and if you can help others feel not so alone, as well as offer a light at the end of the tunnel of their journey. Make sure you also join the Hashi and Graves Facebook group and a place where you can answer all your questions and get some guidance, resources, and support from others that understand and share a similar journey.
1: Yeah, it's it's also just a great place to, to see, you know, what's going on with the show. This week's guest, last week's guest, upcoming guest, so check it out. It's a really long name, so just type in Hashis and Grays and you'll find it. Also, a very, very big thank you to our amazing Thyroid Nation radio team, Raina being (laughs) one of them, without whom this show would not be possible. Laura Shunemann, Melissa Phipps, Blythe Clifford, Penny Jensen, Sarah Downing, and Shannon Garrett arto are in. Please check out their bios, Thriver stories, Facebook support groups, blogs, and website links at ThyroidNation.com. And uh, Shannon is actually at a summit in palm spring so she's busy this weekend and tiffany is at a yoga festival so she's busy this weekend so we
0: just have a few of us
1: back here wrapping everything up supporting each other so
0: thank you guys so much i appreciate it and make sure you follow thyroid nation at thyroid on facebook twitter and instagram and tune in weekly to thyroid nation radio We want
1: to remind you all that wellness is a journey. It takes continual maintenance and evaluation. Make sure to always listen to your own body and be mindful of what it's telling you. We say it on every single show. Every body is different. Every healing protocol method is different. No two bodies are the same. Listen to your body. It will tell you what you need to know if you just listen. This is Dana, your Thyroid Nation Gringotica from Costa Rica.
0: And this is Raina Krantz filling in for Tiffany. I'm not pronouncing her last name again. (laughs)
1: Sorry. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Bringing the collective voice of Thyroid Thrivers worldwide so that together, united, we heal. Thanks, guys. See you next
0: week. Sorry, Tiffany. Thanks, Raina. Great job. Thank you. Bye. Bye.